Welcome back, everybody, to the Six Pennies Podcast. Today we have something special for you. We have uh, one of my good friends, Shaddy. Um, he is one of the most knowledgeable, if not the most knowledgeable guy I know regarding uh, NHL, hockey, and especially the Dallas Stars. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about hockey today. Are you guys excited? Shaddy, what about you? I'm very excited. If you don't know, Six Pennies Podcast is myself, Albie, friend Timmy, and my friend Jonathan Mock. I would say Timmy knows about 0.01% of what you need to know about hockey. And then Mock, he became a fan a few years ago, but he chose to be a Tampa Bay Lightning fan. How do you, re- how, how do you react to that, Shaddy? Uh, I have nothing against Tampa Bay, given that they're in the Eastern Conference. Yeah. But uh, I just find it surprising. I mean, he's not a hometown team here. Well, know? he's from Houston, so they're not... Well, it doesn't matter. He's in Texas, uh, yeah, you know? Well, what is... What is uh, but, you know what? It's okay. He's also it's... very anti-Dallas, so he can't pick any Dallas team. Fair enough. Fair enough. As long as it's not another team in the West. So I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with Tampa Bay. He, they... Yeah. He was really close to picking the Sharks. Oh, like, no. Yeah, when he started, uh, when we had this discussion, I no. was like, no, San Jose is the one, no. like, one of the three teams you cannot choose. So back in the, like, was it three years ago when uh, we were, our division was San Jose, Anna, Anaheim Ducks, and, um, you know, that, that, that rivalry in the LA Kings, yeah. the, the rivalry we had with those teams, I hated them, hated them so much. Dude, those battles... The- so we're talking about the stars. We're both from Dallas. We're huge stars fans. But those battles in like the late late nineties, early two thousands against the Sharks. Oh my god! I'm not gonna lie. I have a confession. Yeah. When I started watching hockey back in ninety three, about the time the Stars uh, moved to Dallas, uh, the one team I actually loved. Yeah. Was the San Jose Sharks. What? Why? Because they're an expansion team and. Being the kid I was, I thought the logo was cool. Like, you know, it's a shark, it's coming out, and breaking the stick. And yeah. I actually uh, owned a few San Jose gear, but stars moved. Yeah. The rest was history. Yeah. So. When he, uh, when that one guy tore Newendike's ACL, remember that? In the oh man. Forgot his Marchment. My, oh man, yeah. God! Now we're we're really going back. All right, all right. Yeah. Let's uh, let's get back on topic. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna do the first half of the episode uh, related to the stars. Kind of have a retrospective on the 2017-2018 season. Shaddy, what the hell happened? We picked up Ben Bishop. He's a local kid. He's supposed to save our save our defense. We are still terrible and missed the playoffs. Uh, this is tough. Uh, it's been a really, really roller coaster of a ride this year. Um, at points, you really saw some good flashes. You thought the team was actually going to make it far. Um, statistically, defense wasn't really a huge problem. Um, I think down the stretch is where everything, the wheels just came off the wagon. Uh, started with Bishop, actually. Bishop got hurt. And mm-hmm. that was, you know, he was supposed to be our saving grace in the back. Uh, we had problems last year with Lettinen not being consistent, Niemi not being consistent at well. Uh, he was actually just really terrible. Yeah. But Lettinen, you you thought like, hey, you know what? Maybe if he can step in, he can be his old self. You know, 2009, 2010. You know, being really good at that time frame. Um, but he he struggled. He really did. I, I think it's just not one thing we can point at. But I, that was one key. I think down the stretch during that eight game losing streak that we had. That really hurt us. Uh, Before we, that eight-game losing streak, we were still in the playoff picture, right? Yeah, we were clear in 
the wild card. We were even pushing to be that third seed in the division um, yeah. over, uh, well, it kept changing. It was St. Louis and then Minnesota and then in Dallas at one point, but uh, we were really close. It just, again, that was a heartbreaking month in the month of March. It was not pretty. We just, the difference was two games. If you really look back at it, it was just two games for us and we couldn't even get those two games. But there's really nothing you can look back and pinpoint. This is the issue. This is the reason so, why we couldn't win one game out of eight. I think the, the biggest thing is, is when you look at coaching changes, that's I, I that's a huge change. So one, the style of play that we had last year with, or even the past three years, four years with Lindy Ruff, it's a completely different style to mm-hmm. Ken Hitchcock. If many of you who listen know Ken Hitchcock's style, he's not he's not really he, he's not gonna be your offensive minded type of coach, free flow, you know, it's skating. It's 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 he is an old school defense I like big defense defensemen. Yeah. He wants those types of guys in the back end, goaltending and and really a good four check. Now his offensive style it's always the same type of style, which is what we call dump and chase. And when you have a guy like Tyler Sagan, Jamie Ben, Radulov, um, even Spezza, uh, even though he struggled this year, it was th- that those guys are not that type of player. They like going, they yeah. they like to have crisp passing. Mm-hmm. And if you a good example is the Russians, the way the Russian style of hockey is, it's just this crisp crisp passing throughout the ice and. And those guys that you mentioned, they're just so highly skilled. Why would we not highlight that type of skill and that kind of, kind well, of speed, you know? That will that brings me to the next point about Hitchcock and his yeah. coaching style was adapting to our lines. Uh, we didn't have, like, a great setup of lines. Uh, we had a great first line, which yeah. was Radulov's in which, Sugay, is, but, which is the case for the last five years. Right. Yeah. I mean, everyone can score goals at will with, when you put the puck on the anyone stick in that line but when you look at our second line and our third line third line was actually pretty solid but a third line is supposed to be uh kind of a utility line they can try to score but Mm -hmm. their really main focus is to they can play across the board they can match up against the first liners they can match up against second liners they can play these guys are the ones that play special teams but our second line was where it was hard on us. Um, Spezza really, really, really struggled this year. Um, yeah. And I don't know if it's just age, where I think it is age, that he's just starting to slow down. Um, but the person that was really carrying them was Yanmark. We signed Martin Hansel, who was supposed to be, we thought, that guy that's going to help us uh, be on that scoring second line. Uh, he had injuries mm-hmm. uh, throughout the year. And even when he was on the ice, he wasn't really that productive. Um, and then forcing guys like Devin Shore on the ice. They I like I just don't understand Devin Shore. If you look at this guy, he's statistically one of the worst players wow. that is on the ice. Yeah. But yet he still keeps playing him. So it's <laughs> that, that's what I'm saying. It's it's like I don't so, think he was adapting too much. So I have I have two hard questions for you. The first one is going to be a little easier. Uh, we named some of the stars, um, big name guys like Sagan and Ben and them. I feel like they're always going to produce. I think Sagan just had his first 40 goal year in his career, which is crazy because that guy is Amazing. a scoring machine. Yeah. Well, what about guys like Klingberg? Have they progressed or did they take a step back? Absolutely. Klingberg, 
definitely progressed. And okay. I was actually very shocked. I thought he was not going to do well in Hitchcock's style of play because he's a smaller type of guy. Uh, him coming to Dallas, what people don't know about him is he wasn't really a true defenseman coming to the NHL. He was actually more of a scoring forward, which is why you see he's... That's why he can really, score from the back. Yeah. yeah, why you feel comfortable with him taking on the puck. Klingberg actually um, is not getting as much credit given we're in Dallas. Dallas Stars are not going to get as much credit in a lot of categories when it comes to NHL's yeah. uh, trophies and whatnot. But he was in the running for being one of the best defensemen in the league. Uh, if it wasn't that, if we made the playoffs, I think you would hear his name more being mm -hmm. called out like one of the best players. But um, if if I had to pick a player where just I've just seen him progress constantly. It's Foxa. Okay. Um, Radic Foxa is actually just a he's just an overall great player playing on the Roussel line and he can score, he can check, he's got a big body, he can he can you can put him up against anyone and he will do it. And I think he's been progressing. He's only gonna get better too. He's getting he's only twenty four, so I think that he will get better as as the years go on. And in Yanmark too, I would say second. Yeah, he's great. He's been good. Last year he didn't play for us. He was injured, but this year he's he took those extra strides. I think he will be a really, really good player as years come. Yeah, it's a really sad state of Dallas sports right now. The Stars are missing the playoffs. Rangers are probably going to be last. <laughs> Mavericks are last. We only have the Cowboys. FC Dallas, no. I think, is last this year for some reason. They've been first the last few years, but it's it's really sad. We need Dak to really come through this year. I so hope my, so. My really tough question is, when it comes to the Cowboys, a lot of people are saying that um, guys like Ron Melanelli, um, coaches like that, maybe the game has passed them by. Oh, yeah. They're still so old school. They still have old, set old ways. Yeah. My question is, is that where we are with Hitch right now? Absolutely. I, I Nil had the intention of Hitch kind of adapting more of a hybrid style, having his old coaching uh, ways. Uh, I thought that was what we were going to get from Hitch this year. I think that's not what we got. And that I think that was a big reason why they only signed him to a one-year deal anyways. Mm -hmm. um, you think I don't, he's coming back? I think he'll come back, but more in a consultant type of fashion. Yeah. Um, you know what do I know? I think that they do need some fresh blood. You know a lot, man. You're a Dallas Stars expert. I, I yeah, but you know what? Jim Nill just always doesn't. He just surprises us with something new every time. And yeah. um, and and speaking of Jim, I think I'm gonna put a lot of the blame on him as well. Right? I think so that on the top. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think more of it's supposed to be on Hitch, but I'm gonna put some on Jim. I I I've really liked a lot of the moves that he's made in the past, but. Yeah. I've also questioned some of them. And like what? what I, the Martin moves? Hansel was the big one for me. I don't know. You know, I get that Hitchcock likes big players. He want, And Hansel was just past his prime. He's he's slow on the ice. Uh, he's not the type of player that you can have playing 20 minutes a game. He's, he's probably 15 max at this point in his career. Mm -hmm. um, I just don't. He's not the type of player that I thought he was going to be. And that was one player that you just kind of shook your head and were like, why do we need another center? Uh, and especially Hansel. He didn't really play that that much this year because of injuries, but that was one thing I just didn't get. Yeah. Um, but Jim, also, when it came to the trade deadline, 
you know, you thought that he was going to make that extra move. He, you knew we needed a second scoring line. Because we were on the cusp of being a legitimate playoff. Right, team. and there were there were, we could have we could have made some moves. Who was um, available, or who who got dealt? Rick Nash was was one name that kept popping up as a player that we thought that we could have probably signed. Um, he would have fit Dallas pretty well. I think so. I, I mean, who's to say? Uh, it's hard to just bring in another player in general and say, hey, you, I think you can you can help us score goals because you weren't doing it. But in, when you bring any player midseason, they have to adapt to a lot of different things. Um, but any player would have been better than what we had at that moment. Yeah. Um, and again, I go back to Devin Shore who was statistically the worst guy, if we just had a better player that can actually score at will, who can play a little bit of defense, you know, I think we could have pushed far. But at the same time, um, I, it was probably, a, it could be a blessing in disguise that we got knocked out before the playoffs because now maybe we can get a better draft pick. And it forces change. And we will, yeah, I don't, it, you'll see the, the lineup change uh, okay. next year. Okay, I think that's a that's enough of the Dallas Stars for now. We'll jump into the playoffs. Um, for those who don't watch hockey, or for those who don't follow hockey, or even been to a hockey game, there is nothing more exciting than attending a playoff NHL hockey game. It is it's so high intensity. You can hear everything, and it's just like the drama behind each goal is. It's almost. You can't replicate it in any other sport out of the big four. And so um, I really, really recommend those who haven't gone to a hockey game to go, especially a, a playoff game. Unfortunately, we don't have play playoff games here in Dallas. We haven't had one in a few mm -hmm. years. Um, but hopefully 2018 and 2019 will, uh, will be a good sign for us. So before we jump into playoffs, uh, Shaddy, have you heard of this guy named Derek Shaw? I have. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, he is our um, he and Farmers Insurance is actually our presenting sponsor of this episode right now. Uh, don't be caught unprepared the next time there's a flood or hurricane or hailstorm, or if you're in a car accident, get a home life and auto insurance quote today. Please call them or text them at two one four seven two nine six four six two. That's two one four seven two nine. Six four six two. Shaddy, congrats! You are closing on a house this Friday. This is true. You and should call Derek Shaw. I actually did. There you uh, go, guys. We've gotten. I've gotten him uh, to set me up. I've actually changed my auto insurance too. Um, to Farmers as well. So he is taking. Well, living coverage. proof that yeah. Six Pennies Podcast Farmers Insurance we bring beat, people together. Beat Geico. That yeah. was crazy. That's awesome. All right, so let's dive into the playoffs. It's starting in the next couple days. I want to set it up a little bit. For those who don't know the playoff format, it's not like basketball or baseball. Um, but basically, you can correct me if I'm wrong, Shaddy, but there's two conferences, mm -hmm. West and East. Um, the top three teams in each division earn playoff berths. Yep. So there's three divisions per conference. Yep. And the next two teams, doesn't matter what their vision is, it's really based on points earn the last two wild card spots for each conference That's correct i kind of frame it up uh kind of like the nfl but just look at it as instead of having four different divisions in the nfl you have two within each conference here Got but, it. yep yep so there's eight playoff teams per conference we can go ahead and quickly run down each matchup shaddy where do you want to start first uh let's start with the eastern conference uh because that is one conference 
I follow, but not as much as the West, but I'd like to get that out of the way, especially your friend. That yeah, let's Tampa do it. Bay. Let's do it for Muck. Um, yeah. Freaking Stamkos yeah. and the Lightning, they're always in first place, I feel yeah. like, every single year. They're playing the Devils as yeah. it stands right now. Yeah. Um, is that going to go more than five games, you think? Oh, if I had to guess, I'm going to say it will probably be right at five. Okay. Um, New Jersey's got some great great talent uh the problem is is their goaltending they just don't know they're not having consistent goaltending and they're trying to go with this whole two goalie format and that really never works yeah like the um, two qb format yeah and tampa bay is just it's not even stamkos that's their best player it's really kucherov that's been one of their best scoring forwards yeah um, he's just an uh, amazing player they are just just in general they're they're killing it right now on all their lines their defense is really well um, so yeah, I think it'll be uh, in a goaltending too. But uh, yeah, I think Tampa Bay will should cruise along in that one. Yeah, we're we're not gonna f- we're we're not gonna stay on the East so much. Yeah, but yeah. Tamp- Tampa Bay it did lead the East in total points, so they had 113 points. So they're in theory they're playing quote unquote the lowest ranked playoff team in the East. But with that being said, Chatty, did you know that the Devils were three and zero against Tampa Bay this year? They were. Uh... That's if there's one thing I could say about the NHL is doesn't matter, right? It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't it's matter. It's so unpredictable, and who would have thought? Even like last year, uh, Chicago was one of the top teams in Nashville, comes in and sweeps them. Yeah, who would have thought? Like in the you NBA, know? the parallel is let's say uh, Golden State. What did they do two years ago? They lost a three-one series lead, first time ever. LeBron came back, won it for Cleveland. I still dream about that moment. But with that being said. <laughs> 3-1 com- comebacks in the NHL, it's like the norm. Yep. There's so many comebacks. Um, there's so many Game 7s, and it's it's just so exciting. I think as you get into the more of the middle of the pack yep. is where it gets way more interesting. Okay, the next matchup in the East, I have Boston and Toronto. This one, I will have to say, this is the one series I'm really looking forward to. Uh, two big markets. Toronto is doing very well love their coach mm-hmm. coach babcock uh, he's you know highly uh, regarded in terms of you know winning the cup with red wings you know coach the ducks to a stanley cup final so young team looking forward to them and boston you know they they've been really just cruising along in the east uh very just defensive minded team their goaltending is just outstanding and you know one of the keys to winning in the stanley cup is really goaltending that's one of your key things yeah it should be if you have a hot goaltender it's this is the series to watch i think uh i really hope that it doesn't just get swept on either side but i can Mm -hmm. see this being if i had to pick i'm gonna say boston wins in six but i'm really rooting for toronto on this so you said the coach for toronto babcock Mm -hmm. He's been in the finals with two other teams. Yeah, Anaheim. When he so the way he made his mark was in Anaheim in the early two thousands. Okay. Um, and sad enough, he beat the Stars. Um, I think it was like two thousand four. Yeah. And he took him to the Cup. Uh, one of those years, and then he, you know, after that point, they saw how great he was. And Scotty Bowman, one of the legends for Detroit Red Wings, he retired, and of course Detroit pawned him off of uh, Anaheim, which yeah. was then. The rest was history. So he potentially can win three cups with three different teams. I don't think he won with the uh, the Ducks, but okay, he gotcha. made it. He to got the, there. Got yeah, it. I would have to look, but yeah. Okay. Uh, next matchup, uh, we have Washington and Columbus. 
Washington, obviously, you have the really big-name superstars, Ovechkin and Malkin. No, yeah. Malkin's Pittsburgh, sorry. Um, but there's a lot of stars on Washington. Is this a good series to watch too, Shaddy? I think so, but it's not going to be as flashy because Columbus is just not that type of flashy team. They don't score at will. They're I the mean, Hitchcock team. If yeah, you know. yeah that's probably a great way of putting it. I mean, but... I think they're going to struggle um, just because their special teams is really bad. But it's the Caps, right? They do well every year and then they lose. Well, uh, you know, they could be looking forward to the Penguins, which has always been their crutch every yeah. year. Yeah. Uh, but I think that they should take care of business. I hope they would take care of business because I'm really looking forward to another Pens capitals uh series i think yeah everyone is everyone looking is forward. even yeah. the, the regular layman fan they want to see sydney and oveshkin yeah that being said though washington fans just don't be surprised if you guys don't have round two tickets yeah they it's, <laughs> it's, it's it might not bode well but i think they'll do fine this first round all right and then the last matchup in the east is the aforementioned penguins and oh, then the flyers that's that's probably the second best series to watch uh they're huge rivals cities in general that are yeah. rivals uh philly is just a just always a nasty team to pittsburgh vice versa so you're going to see a lot of hitting it's going to be always high energy every every game i think that is one matchup you would want to watch pittsburgh in the end is going to to take the series um matt murray has been just outstanding i've never seen a goalie just come out of nowhere and played the way he's played um he's He's been amazing in the playoffs, and of course, I don't have to speak much about Malkin and Sidney Crosby. They're in Phil Kessel, the legend. Yeah. Um, so, I think that that'll go like six games, maybe. Out of those eight teams in the East, um, who has the best goaltender? I'm gonna say Boston. Boston, okay. I'm gonna say Boston. Okay, I like that. All right, uh, we have a few minutes left here. Let's jump over to the West, the better conference, if you will. Uh, I'm going to actually start from the bottom. Let's do Winnipeg and Minnesota. Wow, we have Oof. a couple Canadian teams this year, huh? No, this is tough for me because uh, I don't want to root for, obviously hate Minnesota. Don't want to root for Winnipeg, but uh, I really do like their team this year. Mm -hmm. I really think if there's a team in the West that could make it. I mean, obviously everyone is already uh, calling Nashville, you know, the Western Conference champs. At least most people I talk to. Yeah. But for me, I think Winnipeg really has uh, all the elements to make it a really good run. So I, I think Winnipeg wins in in six games in this series, just across the board. Goals per game, goals against, their special teams, everything is just in line for a championship. Who is a star in Winnipeg, just so people can watch for? Uh, Patrick Lane. He's, Patrick Lane. And, and, and Blake Wheeler, too, is one of them. Um, and he sounds American, Blake Wheeler. Uh, I think he's Canadian. Okay. I'll have to look that up. But I, I you know. Those Canadians, I, man. I just they, don't want them to hoist the funny, cup ever. Funny stat uh, Las Vegas Knights, 61% yep. of their roster is Canadians. <laughs> So nice. that should tell you what, I mean, it doesn't matter. American team, they're probably Canadians. So. Yeah. All right. Uh, next matchup, we have Nashville and Colorado. Is Nashville a team with uh, Mr. Kerry Underwood? Yeah. Uh, Fisher. Yep. Mike Fisher. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, they, I mean, I can't say enough about them. They're a pretty uh, robust team in terms of defense. They're really, really good. I, I think that... Um, 
Yeah, to piggyback off that, they they scored the most points out of all the teams this year, so yeah. they won. What what award is that, or what trophy is that? Um, I forgot the name of it, but they ranked the number presidents, one. President's yeah, trophy. President's mm-hmm. Cup. Um, so congrats to Nashville. Mm-hmm. You guys are playing Colorado, who I also hate, just from the two thousands era of hockey. Yeah. Um, so you're picking you're picking Nashville here for sure. I'm definitely picking Nashville in this series. What um, what would tempt you? to pick the avalanche plus 600 would you do it no really I wouldn't. wow that is a huge underdog no okay. and, and i think it's because they have goal uh, goalie issues right now going into the playoffs and I, I i will never bet any team that has goalie problems defensive problems they're a young team if, if oh just think it's like the the stars yeah last year they were the worst team in the league so um not to say that they haven't accomplished a lot this year obviously they accomplished a hell of a lot but are they the surprise of the year from last two playoff team uh i guess i think so maybe maybe no actually scratch all of them vegas knights oh yeah they're definitely they're definitely the surprise let's let's talk about the vegas knights Mm -hmm. um they are the expansion team they're probably the best expansion team in the history a professional sports yep. here in the U.S. Uh, give us give us a little about how expansion works in an NHL mm-hmm. because they actually didn't have a crappy team. Yeah, they had like they actually have some some decent players. Yeah, James Neal for for all you Stars fans that know uh, know him. Yeah, he's <coughs> so one. I'll kind of I'll go further back and when. When they put together the uh, bargaining agreement with the NHL over the years, past 10 years, one thing that flew under the radar with folks is salary cap. So the problem after 2004, when they finally signed a new agreement then, they really made the salary uh, salary cap very strict. Uh, So they were trying to avoid teams, big market teams, just throwing money at big name players. They wanted to try to keep it where it's diverse, where you can they can just go around. You can't really have like five really awesome players on one team. Yeah. So that plays that played a huge impact. That's why you see a lot of parity throughout the league in the past ten years, if if you look at it. Given that you have those like Penguins and whatnot, they make it far, but those are just you know get, Sidney Crosby is just the king of mm-hmm. of hockey. But uh, the parity is just it's across the board. So when you Fast forward to today, in uh, in the actual expansion draft, the way it works is you have. I'm just going to give you an example. Your team, you have a team of 20. So what they tell you is you got to leave five players unprotected. So okay, I got to pick five players. So and you can pick any five players you you want, but you obviously you're going to spread it across like defensemen, centermen, and goalies or whatever. So if you if you got one player taken from your roster, then the next two players on your your list are taken off completely. So let's just say, hypothetically, we had Sagan number one. If they took Sagan, then the next two players on our list will be, they, they're protected at this point. So now we only have two players left that can potentially be draft, expansion drafted. So mm-hmm. that's the way it worked with Vegas, and that's why they were able to just piece together some players um, even through the draft and what really goes unknown is the coach um in what people don't realize is the coach uh, he coached the florida panthers and they were the team that just came out of nowhere a couple years ago he got fired out of the blue last year 
in Vegas just just fell to their laps. Like, hey, yeah, and now they're just going crazy. But I also have another theory. Vegas is a hard place for people to go and play. And the fact that, oh, yeah, I I know what you're saying. Oh, so the other side of it. Oh, yeah. Like, so if you look at... If we go so you're back, saying everyone just shows up hungover the next day. Well, they even talked about, <laughs> you know, Columbus trying different something new. They got they got whooped on, you know, like, hey, we're going to come in three days or two days before our, ma- our our game. Yeah. Just to try to get them acclimated. Some try to stay away from the strip. Didn't work. It, it's just it's it's really distracting to a lot of players. It's a definition of home home ice advantage then right yeah but you know we can keep arguing back and forth about that it's Mm -hmm. just a theory that i have that you know it is a little bit harder um but that's uh that was probably played in their advantage in a lot of the games this year yeah i mean with that being said still this the vegas golden Knights story is amazing it is very impressive um the way i view it is they don't have a bunch of stars yeah. But their entire team is all like B listers. Yeah. So if you feel the team with B listers, you're gonna beat teams with one or two A listers and and then the rest all C and D listers. So I just feel like they're very, you know well coached, first of all. I think the fans are awesome in Vegas. They are. The fact that they even have fans that come out that just is well, mind blowing. Profe- this is their first professional, true professional yeah. team. You know, I think it's great. The I, arena I, is also amazing. I went to T-Mobile Arena. Yeah. It is beautiful, and it's just. I'm happy for the team. I don't know if I want them to win in their first year of his existence because that's just kind of like a slap in I'll the root. face. I'll, right? I'll root for them because I have nothing against them just now, but I know I'm sure I'm going to eat my words. And... So they're they're playing L.A. the first round. Shouldn't, shouldn't the Kings just stay in L.A. and then fly to the game right before? They probably should. And, <laughs> and honestly, if, if you ask me right now who, who do you think would be an underdog to win, I think it would be the Kings. That's if I pick. if I'm if I'm gonna make a bold pick, I'm gonna say that the Kings actually beat the Vegas Knights in the first round. Does uh, does LA still have that really amazing goalie? Quick, yep. yeah. He and that's what I'm banking on. Yeah. If Quick can be his old self, yeah, they will make it. They will beat them. Yeah, but, I mean but, you can't um, you can't go against that. So that is actually your one and only upset. pick I think so. so. Uh, I mean, uh, I think San Jose is gonna beat the Ducks. I mean, I don't know if you want to consider that an upset. Nah, they're pretty, they're pretty, pretty even. Yeah. Um, you know, I think if I had to pick one, it would be that. Um, and we might see more. Yeah. But that that would be my first gut instinct because I, I really believe Nashville and Winnipeg are have separated themselves from the rest of the pack. They're, Winnipeg, it was right behind Nashville in terms of points. Mm-hmm. Nashville had 117. Winnipeg had 114. Um, goals for Winnipeg actually had 10 more goals oh, wow. than Nashville and they had you know given up 218 uh, Nashville has only given up 211 goals so the goal differential actually the advantage goes to Winnipeg uh, and I think home ice I, I, given Nashville is a great place to go they have a great environment but Canadians they're, Canadians. They, it's also a longer just, flight for teams yeah. down here to travel up to I Canada. Think, can't, I think this Winnipeg is is they're feeling it. They're feeling the vibe. They're yeah. really enthusiastic, and um, I think that uh, those two teams are separating themselves from everyone else. But who knows, man? I'm excited. Tomorrow it starts at six 
6 p.m. or 6.30 p.m. Yeah. Uh, I think the Pens and Philly kicks off. So I uh, highly recommend you guys watch that. It's going to be a fun, fun first round. So looking forward to all this. All right, to close the pod, uh, let's get your prediction on the team to win it all. And then uh, secondly, uh, I guess let the let the listeners out there know what to watch for in the in the playoffs, and also what can the stars do to get back into this postseason. Oh, man, the loaded question. Yeah, who's gonna win it all? I'm gonna be biased. I'm gonna stay in the West, and I'm gonna go bold, and I'm gonna say Winnipeg. Wow, Canada hoists their first trophy for the first time in decades. I think so. Wow, and I. It's not going to be my favorite pick, but I just like the way they're playing. I really do. Um, What was the second one? And then the stars. Like, what can we do? What can we do? This summer. Um, That's all I care about. I want to go to another freaking hockey game. I think that uh, they need to... Well, we need to figure out what our long-term plan is with Sagan. Uh, I think he's on his last year of his deal. Maybe got two more years or something so we really we gotta really think about what is our true long long-term plan if we feel like he's still we want to keep him as part of the dallas stars organization and i would love to keep him don't get me wrong but it, it, it's one of those points where you got to make a business decision if it's not working out we've had him for almost four years now five years something like that so if it's not working out maybe it's time we start we cut bait we figure out a new game plan and we just revamp our roster. I don't think we need to go that far. I think that we just need to figure out Spezza's situation. How do we get rid of him? I don't think he's fitting in our style anymore. One, we need to find a, find out if Hitchcock is still going to be around or we're going to get a new coach. Um, defenseman is not our issue. We have some, some young talent coming in next year. Bishop hopefully will be healthy. We need to... What was his injury at the end? Uh, I think it was his knee. He had, okay. He's it, so tall too, so yeah. knees and arms that probably happens pretty often. They always right? they always called it a lower body injury. Yeah. So um either way we need to always just you know, have someone in the back end that can if step in if Bishop can't. So whether that be Lettinen or someone else, gotta bring that person in, just have a good scoring second line. That's really it. I mean, we have Radulov, we have Ben. Ben needs to play better. Yeah. So um, we have the the element there for us to make the run. It's just we just couldn't put it together. All right, cool. Well, this was fun, Shaddy. Definitely. Uh, we'll definitely, definitely do this again. Yeah. Um, Shaddy's already talking about like Formula One episodes, oh, yeah. or even like betting episodes, yeah. gambling episodes. That's gonna be fun as well. Uh, but thanks everybody for listening in. Um, please go to our Facebook page. Facebook.com slash Six Pennies Podcast. Check us out on iTunes and leave us a review if you have time. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Shaddy. Thank you.